I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. In the spirit of um, helping everybody with their health, uh, for the first time, Deep Roots Radio is actually going to be happening in two different places. I am on my farm, Bullbrook Keep in my office, trying to use technology that I've never used before to see if we can actually make this happen and kind of maintain our social distancing as has been requested of us while still getting a good show on the air. And so here we are, I guess we're entering for some people week three of social distancing. And uh, people are really trying to understand what it's like to um, be faced with the kind of health challenge that all of us are trying very hard to understand. We have with us this morning someone who I'm hoping can really help us all understand um, what it is that we might be able to do to boost our overall health at a time when so many of us feel threatened. I have with us, uh, we have with us uh, Nancy Graydon, who is a medicinal herbalist and a farmer. She is the owner and operator of um, Red Clover Herbal Apothecary Farm in Amory, Wisconsin. Nancy comes to us with over 30 years of informal and formal experience in herbal medicine anatomy, and physiology. Nancy, thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome, Sylvia. I'm happy to be here. As we began our conversation, Nancy stressed that our first line of defense is eating well, that what we eat matters, especially in times like these. Nancy then went on to describe the organs and systems we have in our body that we need to keep healthy so that we can have strong immune systems. It includes your liver being able to detox toxins. It includes your gut being able to digest foods and to be able to have the beneficial nutrients pass through your intestinal, intestinal lining into the rest of your body. It includes keeping your stress levels down. Uh, it's a whole picture, the immune system. It, everything impacts it. The gut, the gut biome is known as the true immune system in your stomach. It's located in the center of our body. It's like the furnace. Our food goes there, and from there it's converted into energy and gets passed into our body. So the healthier our gut is, the stronger our immune system is going to be. So that's where I like to start is with creating and keeping a healthy gut biome. And the gut biome is made up of trillions of bacteria. It's fungi, microbes. They all live in and on your digestive tract. Um, 
and it helps to keep balance in your body. If there's a disruption in your gut biome, it can lead to autoimmune disorders such as diabetes, weight gain. Oh, Nancy, you, your interest and, and involvement in herbs began mm-hmm. a long time ago. Can you give us a little bit of, of, a, of a look into how you got interested in this? Sure. I was living in the Ozark Mountains, whoa, let's see, a long time ago, over 40 years ago, and I was living off the grid, 13 miles away from my mailbox, five miles away from electricity, and we were building an off-the-grid home, uh, my partner and I at the time. And I met a 100-year-old woman, Mama Calhoun, who gifted me my first book on herbs. And I was living where the flora and fauna were so intact, and I just started self-educating, uh, identifying plants, going to a local food um, going to the local herb shop 40 miles away and just experimenting. Uh, I was such a beginner, and I will say the study of herbs is a lifelong study. I remember I sent my grandmother some cayenne capsules. I packed some capsules with cayenne because I heard they were good for your heart. And she wrote me back a letter saying, good Lord, child, what are you trying to do, kill me? I burned all the way down my GI tract. So you, you have to know what you're doing when you're working with herbs. But my... I got started when I was living in the Ozarks just because I was surrounded by such untouched land and there was so many plants to look at and identify and discover. Now, you came into Minneapolis then many years later, and you continued right. your studies, though, and yes. ultimately you got, uh, where, what did you study here at the, at the U? It wasn't at the, well, I studied anatomy and physiology and art at the University of Minnesota. And I studied uh, Western clinical herbalism at the Minneapolis School um, Technical School. And I got a, a two-year associate degree in Western clinical herbalism there. I continued my studies with um, different herbalists from around the country, attending different workshops and seminars and uh, learning from other herbalists. I grow plants medicinal plants, over 50 kinds on the farm, and we are certified organic, plus I wild harvest another 20 from the farm. And hanging out with the plants is also a good way. You know, I start them from seed in the greenhouse, germinate them, put them out in the ground, tend to them lovingly, and I get to watch them grow. I get to, you get to know the plants by observing it also, see what plants they like to grow next to. So I, I like that I have from the ground up a relationship with the plants. Um, and uh, my education continues to grow. It is a lifelong study. Now you have a, I, I know that, that your farm and you have a full array of products that people mm-hmm. might want to kind of look into. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, for, for the next few minutes, let's take a look at what people might have in their homes as sure. they're sitting there, confined. That sure, might absolutely. help with that overall health and immunity boost. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the gut biome because I really feel like that's where the strong immune system starts. And you can fertilize your gut with whole healthy foods, and this would include leafy greens, kale, spinach, chard. Fermented foods are fantastic, Uh, kimchi, miso, sauerkraut. If you make your own uh, culture, the probiotic count is higher, but if you can't, there's a lot that can be found at natural food stores. Non-sugary yogurt is good. Keeper. Bone broth is wonderful. Save those chicken bones, beef bones. I like to pour a little 
apple cider vinegar over them and slow cook them in a crock pot for a couple of days. And you'll get that kind of gelatinous. It pulls all the minerals out um, of the bone, and that is so good for your gut and for building immune health. And if you remember, I remember my grandmother, she would just gnaw on the end of a chicken leg or a chicken wing. She'd be pulling out that, you know, gnawing, pulling out that. I don't know that it's gristle, whatever it was, but that's an old, they knew, old-timey, to chew on those bones. There were some medicinal values there. You can also add freshly cooked mushrooms like shiitake, lion's mane, portabella. But when we're looking in the rest of the foods that we might already have in our cupboards, garlic and ginger, if I could only have two herbs to support and stimulate my immune system, it would be garlic and ginger. Um, both are very immune enhancing and both have antiviral and antibacterial properties. Now, when I use the word antiviral and antibacterial properties, it doesn't mean that it will necessarily prevent a virus or bacteria from invading your body, but it's certainly going to help. And if you do get sick, it's going to help speed healing. But, well, so garlic, yes. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I've got my list in front of me that I'm starting to check, check okay, off. Okay, great. Well, so, we're going to work, there's a lot here. Um, good, good. Onions have a lot of the same properties as garlic. It's allicin in them, so plenty of garlics, plenty of onions, ginger, um, one of my very favorites right now. I like to just take, I big, buy big roots of ginger. I grate it on a small part of the grater into a cup. I pour boiling water over it, add some raw honey, and it's fantastic for soothing your throat. You can feel it in your respiratory tract, in your lungs, in your throat, how good it feels. Um, it's also very antibacterial and antiviral. Um, I like to add both of them to a bone broth, garlic and ginger. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, ginger really supports the respiratory system. Uh, it's very warming and it helps to break up stagnation from a cold. It is contraindicated um, with anticoagulant medications. I do want to put that out there. You can, great, you can make a ginger tea, a strong ginger tea, and also pour it in your bath. You can add some essential oil eucalyptus to it, breathe that in. It's going to help take the chill off the body. Uh, warm you up. Um, so I can't say enough good things about ginger and garlic. Um, another is turmeric. Uh, mm. Turmeric with black pepper is fantastic. When you combine the two, it makes it so it's more bioavailable in your body that you get the useful uh, healing compounds of turmeric. Uh, it, turmeric also uh, supports a healthy inflammation response in the body, and it helps to promote immune function. Fenugreek that's uh, used in Greek cooking a lot, but in traditional Chinese medicine, it's known as a phlegm mover, and it's said to break up stuck energies, and it cools inflammation in the body, and this would be a wonderful thing to have some fenugreek. You can simply take, you know, half a teaspoon of seeds and chew on them. Just chew on them, get that into your body, or you can cook with them, you can make a tea out of them. Thyme is an incredible antiviral. It's one of my favorites. I use it a lot for the flu virus with a few other herbs, but put thyme, you can make a thyme tea, you can throw it in your eggs, in your soups, anything. Um, cayenne and rosemary are also very helpful. And we have cinnamon. It helps to increase circulation in the body. It's great for chronically, for people who have chronically cold hands and feet. Um, and it's great for acute situations when you have the cold and flu full on. It also helps with that cold and shiveriness that you get. Um, you can make your own fire cider. I make this year. I made 16 gallons, and I've sold all of it. I start with um, an organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, and into that I put chopped onions, 
garlic, ginger. I use a cayenne and habanero peppers. I throw in fresh horseradish. I use a powdered turmeric because um, turmeric only grows here if you do it in your greenhouse. We don't have a long enough growing season. And you can throw in thyme. You can throw in rosemary. Um, I leave that in the jar, a big gallon jar. I shake it a couple times a week. And after a few weeks, you can press it out. And then you can take daily shots of that to boost your immune system. So those are foods that you may already have in your kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what about some other herbs that I might have in a spice cabinet? Um, let's say, what about oregano? Does that, does, does that have Oregano also. Oregano, thyme, rosemary all have some similar properties of um, healing for the respiratory system. To make a steam with those are fantastic. You can take a pot of boiling water, throw some of those dry herbs in there, you, um, you know, bring it down to a simmer, and just hang your head over it and breathe those in. They can help open up the respiratory system. They, uh, especially um, another one, which you're not going to have in your spice cabinet, is eucalyptus. It's great for a steam. That really helps to clear up the sinus passages. And um, all of these herbs have antimicrobial properties. But yes, oregano is another good one. Some people use oil of oregano. I myself don't have a lot of experience with it. I know there's some um, on the internet and social media, people are talking about using that internally for COVID. I have not heard other herbalists talking about this. Um, so I just want to put that out there as far mm -hmm. as the essential oil oregano. Essential yeah. oils are very, very strong. You want to be careful with them. Thank you for that caution. And I think you mentioned something a little bit earlier, too, that people need to keep in mind, is if you have a pre-existing condition, yes. um, you may want to take that very much into account before taking some of these herbs, and particularly if you've got hypertension. Right, yes. Uh, high blood pressure. One of those, yes. You're right. Right. Yes. Now, another one that we have talked about, and, and again, this one, would be uh, contraindicated with uh, hypertension is licorice root. Right, licorice is, yes. Um, but licorice is also, it's if you're on warfarin, let's see, I have a list. If you're on warfarin, on blood thinning medications, um, you don't want to be taking licorice. Uh, also, if you're on medications that lower potassium, blood pressure, but otherwise, it, licorice is great for a cough. It's great for loosening up um, phlegm, for sore throats, for painful coughs. And you can chew on a root. You can make a tea out of it. You, uh, you can take a, if you have an extract of it. Let me go back to what extracts are. We haven't actually gotten there yet. Good but, enough. Um, but yes, that's a very good point, Sylvia. Licorice is another herb that's contraindicated. And as we go through these herbs, I will let you know uh, if they're contraindicated with any medications or if you already have some underlying health issue. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, Nancy, now one of the things I know we chatted a couple of times earlier in the week, you're, try you're keeping up with other herbalists around the country, aren't you, if right. you're trying to understand yes. what to do? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of herbalists that have a lot more experience than I do. They've written a lot of papers, books. You know, they teach nationally and internationally, and I look to them to see how they're thinking around this COVID virus and what they're recommending, what their experience has been so far, and what they continue to learn. We're in agreement that um, the, the efforts to use herbs that we may have in home uh, to boost our immune systems, to stay healthy, 
is not, does not mean that you can now go outside and socialize. No, it doesn't mean that at all. I think we really do have to keep physical distancing from each other. I think that's really important to stop the spread. It does not mean that, but it does mean that if you come and say, you know, I, have, I still see my grandchildren, I see my daughter and my son-in-law, and that's pretty much it, except if I have to go out to the post office and I'll, I use precautions. Say, you know, one of them was around somebody who had COVID. I feel that using these herbs and that we're talking about can help support my immune system and make me better able to fight off an illness if I get sick. And that's, a, that's an awfully good point because although we are sheltering in place, there's still allowance for going to a store right, yes. and taking these essential trips. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be as healthy and as, as you said, immune-supported as you can be when you do make those necessary trips yes. out into the public. So what other things did you have on your list, Nancy? Well, I'm going to start now with teas because we didn't really we did cover some teas as far as using some of the culinary spices as teas. But other ones, if you have them on hand, if not, you might be able to find them at health co-ops. There's uh, Indigo Iris in Amory. There's Fine Acres in St. Croix Falls. But uh, nutrient dense teas, um, and you want to drink your teas warm. COVID is considered a cold, damp disease, so you want warming foods at this time. You want teas, and it's winter. I mean, well, we're coming out of winter into spring, but now you still want those warming foods. So nettles, as far as teas, nettles, horsetail, oat straw, and alfalfa are just, they're like superfoods. They're just nutrient-dense. They're just packed with vitamins and minerals. Um, And then if you want teas to uplift your spirit, because for a lot of people now they're experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress over Everything that's happened because of COVID, whether they've lost their job, they don't have daycare, their children are home, they're worried about their health, their friend's health. So teas that can lift your spirit are Tulsi, peppermint, spearmint, and lemon balm. Those are fantastic. And um, the way I make my tea, if you get, because a lot of these, you loose leaf tea, I just like to throw a tablespoon in the bottom of a canning jar, I use like a quart, and if I'm using a quart, I'll usually throw in a couple tablespoons. I'll fill it full of boiling water. I'll cover it with a lid because in that steam, some of the good plant medicine wastes away in the air, some of the essential oils of that plant medicine. So I place a lid on it, steep it for 10 minutes, then I'll take off the lid and strain it into a cup and drink it. And you can drink it throughout the day if you have, you know, if you make a quart. So that's an easy way to do a loose leaf. then, I mean, we can get in. Oh, well, it's as far as for keeping your nervous system calm at this time, um, there are quite a few herbs that can support that because stress and anxiety can weaken the immune system and make us more susceptible to illness. So some herbs I'd recommend there, lemon balm, which was in the tea that lifts your spirits. Uh, it's, you can take it if you have a stressful headache. It helps promote better sleep. And if you're a person who holds your nervous system in your gut, when you get nervous, you really feel it in your gut. If you combine that with chamomile, it is excellent for just calming everything down. Um, Chamomile is also another one that's good for um, IBS. People have IBS from the nervous stomach. Both of them are good for insomnia. Milky oat seed is another great uh, 
Usually that comes in the fresh form, but that's a plant extract that you can take to calm down your nervous system. And skullcap is one you can take as a plant extract or a tea and then passion flower. But I want to talk about what a plant um, extract is mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people might not know that. And um, when you take um, most plants, are uh, plant extracts are in a solvent, and I use alcohol. I'll cut the fresh plant, I'll put it in alcohol, and then it will bathe in that alcohol for a minimum of four weeks. That alcohol pulls out the healthy plant compounds, and after that, I will strain out the, the spent herb. That will go into my compost pile, and then I'll bottle that alcohol that has the plant constituents in it, and I'll store that on a shelf. And those are good from five to seven years. It's a good way to store the plant, the healing plant compounds is by making a plant extract. And then you have a lot of it, you know, a little bit goes a long way. So when I'm talking about herbs that support your nervous system, I'm talking about skullcap and milky oat seed using a plant extract. That's what I'm referring to. But another one I want to talk about is passion flower to support your nervous system to keep you calm. Passion flower is one of those herbs that, you know, you... First of all, you, you're dog-tired. You lay down, you really need to sleep, but your mind goes boing. It's like a runaway train. It is off and running. It's like a radio station switching from channel to channel. You can't shut it down. Passion flower is like an off button on that radio station. So it's really a nice herb to stop that circular thinking, which I think a lot of people may be doing right now. So those herbs, skullcap, lemon balm, chamomile, milky oat seed, and passion flower, all fantastic. And you can combine all of them together as well also. And there are no contraindications. Well, I will say on lemon balm, if you're on thyroid medication, you want to avoid large doses of lemon balm. Um, I would avoid the extract of it. The tea would be fine. Ah, okay, thank you. So, Nancy, where can we find some of these herbs? Well, that's a good question because if you go online, you know, I grow a lot of them. I have a supply. I will say my supply is going down because I've been shipping out so many things for people. But you can, I still have some things available from my farm, and you, you can reach me through email or check. I do have an online store. I know in the Twin Cities there's present moment in herbs, which I just love. Their buyer really gets good, fresh herbs that are viable. There, they were, as, as of last week, you could only buy one ounce at a time. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, but spring is coming, and there are lots of plants you can actually dig up the roots uh, that can be beneficial to your health. Um, and that would be another whole topic about what you can find in your own backyard that might be helpful. And I think that's a show that we're going to do in about three weeks. Yeah, I hope um, so. Uh, the plants will be up and growing, and I, I'll... I can get a look at what's happening here and then share with people what what might be happening in their yard then. It is amazing what you can find almost right outside your door. Um, I had a herb walk here on the farm three years ago, and I was amazed. <laughs> what was yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, was, I was amazed at this little plant that was growing along the driveway, which I never mm. paid attention to. Do you remember had, what it was? Sure, it was sheep sorrel. Oh, sheep sorrel, okay. And I use it all the time now. I use it in cooking uh, all the time because it's, it's a wonderful flavor. It's a lemon flavor, a green, astringent. 
a lemon flavor that's packed with vitamin C. That's fantastic. And I thought, holy cow, I've got tons of it. So I was was really happy. And, of course, when you're doing all of that uh, local foraging where you live or wherever you happen to do it, you have to be really careful to stay away from any areas that have been sprayed, obviously. Absolutely, yes, right. 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 Well, as we're getting to the last few minutes of the show, Nancy, I guess I do want you to be able to provide people with your uh, website address. Sure. Sure. It is www.redcloverapothecary, and I'm going to spell that apothecary, A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com. And if you go on there, and you'll see there's a menu at the top and the one that one that says post. I have notes on um, this talk today, uh, notes on COVID-19 virus from an herbalist perspective. So if you go under notes, you'll see that, and you can click on that. And it's, it goes into more detail um, about plants that you can use and different things we haven't covered, like poultices, uh, sore throats, coughs, fevers. Um, your pain and infections, uh, adaptogens, uh, keeping your lymph moving, supporting your liver. So it'll touch on things like that. Terrific. Now, this is an eight-page resource that I really uh, was amazed to tap into this morning, Nancy. Thank you so much for doing that for us and for all of your um, interested customers and clients. So by all means, please... uh, if you're, if you're really interested in this, if you have some herbs at home that you think you might want to incorporate into your diet, into your beverage consumption, as we're all dealing with this health challenge, um, you may want to really take a look at that resource page. So, Nancy, as we're, we're kind of coming to the last couple of minutes here, um, last piece of advice that you might want to give somebody. Cut down on sugar. Viruses and bacteria thrive on sugar. Um, get out in nature, take deep breaths, um, back away from all the media, especially the sensationalized, give yourself a break from it, and eat well, you know, eat foods that support your body. And I, I'd also, what I think would be wonderful, I would love to see more people growing their own medicinal gardens, um, medicinal medicine gardens. Most of us in our family have ancestors that collected berries, bark, roots, and they needed to know how to stop a fever, stop bleeding, stop diarrhea. I mean, bring down a fever, stop diarrhea, because out of a necessity. And uh, all of the old original pharmacopias were filled with plants that were used for medicine. So I would really encourage people to grow in their own medicine gardens. I will be having a plant sale sometime in May, um, and I can list that on my website. I'll have a lot of native plants you can use. Also, Dragonfly Gardens, I'm assuming they're going to be opening. They have a new owner now, and I know that they're going to be having native plants. Also there. So that's another source as well. Visit my website, bronxtobarn.com, to download this and past interviews, to learn about my farm, and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef. We deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks.